back to two witches. One, one teapot. teapot. How you doing, Abby? I'm doing good. <laughs> I just had to, I just got off work, so yeah, my brain is fried. Fried. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair and to be expected. I was I went to from here to Boulder to back here because I had to drop off Carolina mm-hmm. down to Denver Whoa. around Denver and came back. Woo. Carolina's car gets great mileage. Nice. I was like, all right, all right. Shit. Right. Nice. Um, I don't like Subarus, but damn. That's that's a point for Subaru. Anyway. That is a point for Subaru. <laughs> yeah. What are we what are we drinking? We are drinking <laughs> I, like, I don't know I'm asking I don't know. you that. I know the answer. I gave you the D. Um, <laughs> it's a pumpkin spice ruibos from Trader Joe's. It is it is spicy. Spicy and pumpkin wonderful. in the form of a hug. It's so good. I'm describing it to you. You can feel it. Yeah. So you can also, yes. It's yeah. basically like if a giant clove just like hugged you. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Kind of, it's beautiful. <laughs> My sinuses are open. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Uh, but um, yeah. And we have our classic Papa de Corn. Classic, yep. And if you hear Her the yeesh. sounds of. <laughs> be advised that's just the tea i feel like it's the similar sound to whenever you do like, like a toast. disney <laughs> yes that's what i thought you meant but, uh, uh, my brain goes to um we used to have these disney like audiobook tapes that you could use in the car oh. and it would be like turn the page when you hear this sound and you'd be like Phew. you know you flick your page that's what it makes me think of that's a child's Takes me back memory in time. I missed out on, man. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really cute. Oh, that's adorable. Very cute. Yeah. Got it. If I ever have kids, I need to get them on that train. Cause From, like, the 1990s. Oh, I, I will you find them. You can make no... Yeah. I will refurbish them because these <laughs> voice boxes are going to be shit. <laughs> They're going to be like, turn this- the page. <laughs> Like, just turn the page. You heard the man. It just goes like. That would not be. That'd be a little scary. That would be horrible. That'd be a little, yeah. That would be awful. I don't know about that. <laughs> what dreams are not made of? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Poor sound quality. Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, today, in honor of this book, season, it is October. Yay. Um, We're talking about the OG, OG vampire, Dracula, and like just the origins of vampires in existence in like lore and stuff because shit's older than we thought it was really older than i thought it was so um this is to the best of our historical understanding because obviously like with fairies and other things we've noticed that Mm -hmm. certain mythological creatures and lore has been consistent throughout the planet yeah um from many different time periods and it keeps coming back over and over again and Mm -hmm. that is the case for vampires over, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even older than this. There's just not a lot of record before this time. But yeah. as far as we're concerned at the moment, vampire-like creatures uh, made their first appearance um, as far back as ancient Greece. Oh, Yeah, a long time ago. Um, it's during this time that stories arose about creatures that attacked people while they slept and drained them of their bodily fluids. Gross. Why you gotta say it like that? That's because that's what the, the website told me. Oh, just say blood. <laughs> well, see, they actually made a specific reference of, like, it was not clear what was being drunk, which is why they said bloodily fluids. They were just like, they drank from their bodies was Ugh. kind of the thing. Yeah. Ew. Um, which just by, take my blood. Just, yeah. <laughs> Nothing mm. else. I don't know if that's... Is that better, Abby? <laughs> you can't just, like, decide you want the platelets, okay? That's... You know, you gotta just take the whole blood. That's a good point. And you know, I think and we're already at this point with like right. vampire bats, mosquitoes. Fucking, I've got a lot of it. Go ham. Right. I, but I make it. <laughs> but I, I make it for free. It's free, free range blood. Free range. Cage oh, free. It's definitely not organic. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not that fancy. With the amount of uh, coffee I drink? No, no it's no. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, rumor of similar creatures arose in medieval Europe, which. Makes a lot of sense. It does. In this iteration of the vampire, these creatures were believed to have been walking corpses that drank blood. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And spread the plague. Oh, no. Um, well, this one's actually, I thought this, the origin of the plague aspect and really of what made people think people, certain people were vampires 
that was really interesting to me. It's due to our lack, our previous lack of understanding of how infectious disease spread. Right. Um, as such, it was believed that people who became vampires would attack their families first. Oh. Yeah, it's been discovered yeah. that the characteristics of vampires at this time can be linked to certain diseases, including porphyria, which it causes the symptom of light sensitivity. Oh. Um, and I learned this later, fun fact, technically certain symptoms of porphyria can be relieved for a short time by actually drinking blood. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how they figured that out. I don't want to know. <laughs> like, just give them a I shot. I think you can crave blood. Uh, that would like, surprise me too. Low yeah. in iron. Yeah, and that kind of yeah, exactly. So you like eat red meat whenever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've heard of pregnant ladies craving red meat. Don't ask Emma. She actually has an iron deficiency already. Does she, she's pregnant, Emma, so. do you crave blood? Do you crave blood? Emma? <laughs> <laughs> we should just like go to the group chat book and both of us. Y'all, do you do crave you? blood? And do is you? that like new or recent? <laughs> or wait, <laughs> those mean the same thing. <laughs> Is that new <laughs> Why are you really are tired? That's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> you get A you or A. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Oh man. Just curious. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Literally. Well, we'll talk about that part later, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so fucking funny. Um, uh, other diseases that were prevalent at this time was tuberculosis, which results in wasting. Classic. Um, pellagra, which I, I hope I pronounced that right, which can cause the skin to become thin, oh. hence the paleness. Um, and rabies, which can result in biting and being overly sensitive to light or garlic. Or aggressive. Uh, that I know, I didn't know the about garlic? the garlic thing, but apparently that's a thing with rabies, which now it makes sense. I never really understood. Of all, why not The onion? garlic is out of left field. Like, of all vampire lore, I can get past <laughs> the blood and the sun and the fangs and the right. dead. But like garlic? garlic? How could you? I mean, it could be like cherry red tomatoes or honey. Right. Like it could be anything. Right, right. Like garlic. So that actually would probably contribute in some capacity. Mm. Um, I'm many... going to tell Vincent. What? He's terrified of rabies. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tell him just like. We got it. I got tons of garlic. Did you ever watch that movie on Disney Channel? There were like two vampire movies that really floated around, or three. One was My Baby Sitter's a Vampire. Oh man, that one wasn't that good, so it's okay. But the other ones were excellent. Like My Mom's Dating a Vampire, <laughs> classic that is still on Disney Plus, the OG nineties version. Okay, excellent. And then the one I cannot find on Disney Plus, and I'm heartbroken. But it was, um, oh my gosh, it was like my best friend's a vampire or something or like hmm. it's a little boy in like scotland or england or something oh. with his family cute they're all vampires and like a little boy moves there with his parents Aww. and they go on a bed it's a whole thing and That's it's the fun. cutest thing ever but i have this very distinct memory of one of these three movies somebody is <laughs> putting on what's basically like a Hawaiian necklace with the flowers, oh, but it's just garlic, Ew. and it's chunky, and I'm like, you should get that for Vincent. He'll be fine. He'll be, oh, yeah. All his fear will be alleviated. He loves garlic. He it's loves a double-edged sword, yeah. He's literally got it on, and he can just take it off, Tap connect, the, connect the ends again, and then just be like, <laughs> or he could just like garlic. take it off, you know? <laughs> right. It's fine. Multi- it's like um, one it's of a those candy belt. necklace. <laughs> Yum. Where you, you know, you like crunch on it as you go. Yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, garlic's a thing. Uh, many of the other traditional aspects of vampire come from Eastern Europe. Go fucking figure. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's believed that the word vampire stems from this region. Vampia. I love it. I love it too. Uh, the undead feature really comes to light from this region as well. The bodies of, of suspected vamps were often dug up. This revealed the normal process, process of decomposition, specifically things like receded gums and the shrinking of the skin, <gasps> making the hair and the nails Ugh. seem longer. And, of course, like, if a person is only buried for a short time, it looks like things are longer. Yeah. And thus, um, it makes them, the people there at the time believed that this was the living dead. Dang. It looked like they were still alive. Yeah. Even though that's not the case. No. And once again, due to the lack of medical knowledge at the time, individuals w- who were sick, in a coma, or in a deep sleep were believed to be dead. Kind of frequently. It. 
This mistake resulted in people being buried alive. <gasps> so when these uh, same people were dug up later on because they were suspected of being vampires, right? Um, there's evidence of activity in their coffin, oh. contributing to the belief the, in vampires even further. So <laughs> there's a lot of things to play. It's really gross. It definitely was a thing. It just makes me think of, like, Dwight Schrute shooting his grandmother's <laughs> coffin. Do you remember that? No. Oh, there's an episode where Dwight Schrute's great aunt dies. Yeah. And then they show the funeral. And, of course, it's, like, wonky bananas. But they, 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 <laughs> want, they like, talk through the entire funeral proceedings. Uh-huh. And then um, they're like, okay, it's time. And Dwight, like, takes out a shotgun <laughs> and just, like, Originally offers it to his sister to shoot the. And she's oh like, my I'm God. not doing that. I really would like us to abandon this tradition. He's like, yeah. nonsense. And he shoots the casket. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's when Oscar was there and he was like, I'm out. I got it. I, this is weird. But of course, like in like the interview things for the documentary, Dwight was just like, they may or may not have been times in the past where certain deep sleepers were prematurely buried. And he's like, obviously now. We know when our dead are dead. Right. But just in case. I'm like, just oh, in case. Oh, my God. So it's the 21st century. If you don't know you're dead or dead, you've got bigger problems. We have bigger problems. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's just what makes me think of that. I was just like, oh, Dwight Schrute, you belonged in a different time. <laughs> <laughs> People would have been like, hey, he knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, to mitigate... This supposed threat, um, certain precautions were taken, including staking corpses through the heart, burying the dead face down in their coffins so they were unable to find their way out of their graves. What the hell? The idea is, like, if they start digging, they're just going to go down. (laughs) (laughs) I like how some idiot was like, you know, they always dig up. I don't, you know, I don't get it. Maybe they just go straight. (laughs) What is wrong with you? I guess it's hard to tell. It's so hard to tell if you're facing up or down, though. That's six true. Feet under, Especially if you're, like, you I don't wake know why up I, like that. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know what your orientation Which is. Which way am I? I guess it would be kind of gravity. Because the gravity still applies. Right. You, you could just, like, hold up your arm and see which way your little lace sleeve falls. Yeah. Well, and if you find, because, I mean, I don't know how much room there is in a coffin. Right. But, like, I imagine if you're going like this and you, like, lift up your head and you're, like, there's some work there. Right. Odds are you're facing down. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I've also heard that they used to stick bricks in people's mouths. <gasps> I did not know that. To, if, to you thought, if you thought someone was a vampire, you put a brick in their mouth and put a cage over their grave. Okay, the cage I've heard. Why a brick? Is I it don't know. Like they would break their fangs or something? You know, I didn't look into it too hard. I think that's fair. You I know, think it's just to like you. keep them from biting. <laughs> I don't um, again it's like because, the digging where you're like yeah. in what instance would they not be able to take yeah. out the fucking brick from their mouth like jeez yeah I'm not sure oh man I think their vote of confidence for the dead is underwhelming <laughs> <laughs> obviously guys come on yeah um so that's kind of about the origins of, of vampires that's cool more looking into the pop culture origins of vampires as uh-huh. we know them today um you know Dracula capes Halloween mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Basically, vampires that exist in pop culture, this version of the creature actually originated from the fictional piece of work that is believed to have actually been based on a real person. So it's Bram Stoker's Cap Dracula mm-hmm. is believed to have been based on Vlad Dracul, a.k.a. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. What an icon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Vlad was born in Transylvania, Romania, and ruled... I hope I pronounced this right. Wallachia, Romania, off and on from 1456 to 1462. According to historians, he was a just but brutal ruler, which I'm like, you gotta be. Can't, that's oh, why I'm in my house. I was house. gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> can, they, can that exist at the same time? Definitely. Apparently it can. Got it. Duly noted. <laughs> now we know where her limit is. <laughs> I am just, but I am brutal. Nope so. to America. She cannot be president. <laughs> I said I'm fair. That's fair. No, 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 yeah. I'll take that. Um, he actually earned his nickname um, by the way he liked to, yes, liked to kill his enemies, which was to impale them on a wooden stake. Yeah. Just let them hang. Just let them be there. He learned that from the Turks. That, okay, that comes up later, so I appreciate you telling me that. Mm-hmm. Um, legend says, Vlad liked to dine amongst his victims as they die, dripping, oh. dipping his bread in their blood. Oh, that's new. Um, the reason, yes, the reason it's believed that Bram Stoker based his character on Vlad is because 
Dracula is also from Transylvania, drank the blood of his victims, and could only be killed by a stake through the heart. Hence the similarities. I love it. However, uh, Dracula expert, which is a thing, um, <laughs> and it's like, it's in, it's italicized, so oh. the book, like, oh. Dracula, which I think is kind of better, yeah. um, that there's an expert on the story, not a historian, who's, yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> Dracula expert Elizabeth Miller rejected this hypothesis, stating that the author did not base his iconic character on Vlad. Huh. I don't know what the reasonings behind that were. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> She's just like, uh-uh. She's like, I don't like it. No, no, no. Um, regardless, you can't deny the similarities. Yeah, no kidding. My theory is oh. that Vlad learned about the original vampires of East Europe because Romania is in Eastern Europe. Yeah, This makes sense. <laughs> and that he was inspired by these legends. And that Stoker was inspired by the same, from the same source. Right. And hence their similarities. Yeah. However, I like yours. <gasps> That's cool. Good oh, to know. Yeah, because yeah, um, I think Vlad actually... Wasn't he Turkish? No, he, I mean, no, he was from Pennsylvania. But, but he was... I think he was sent to like a Turkish court as oh. like um like a like an alliance thing. Okay. So like I raise your son, you raise my kid, and like we can't fuck each other up because I have your child. Mm. Is how it works. Yeah, but the Turks are famously good at torture. Mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> so um, that's at least what I've heard, and that's what my dad has told me we lived in turkey that's true um yeah. that wouldn't surprise me at all yeah so that's where he learned to impale people and enjoy yeah a little bit of torture <laughs> well and like i don't know about Transylvania transylvania specifically <clears throat> sorry i've got like a frog in my throat how <laughs> 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 to release the frog uh-huh. <laughs> but i know that parts of romania used to be part of hungary mm-hmm. and so my dad just has like this weird fascination with Vlad. Um, but the Turkish armies did reside in Hungary for quite a long time. So mm-hmm. I'm like, there's kind of just like that intersection. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's new information. Uh, and changes my theory a little bit. But regardless, <laughs> I like that. So while Dracula was, I mean, obviously Vlad was not actually a vampire. Right. Well, Dracula, well, who was he? Boodoo, boodoo. <laughs> on the episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dracula, while be kind of the most iconic vampire figure, there yeah. was a person who was technically actually believed to have been a legit vampire, Whoa. a real person. Her name was Mercy Brown, and Ooh. she was the daughter of a farmer named George Brown in Exeter, Rhode Island. That? In the late 1800s. Did not see that one coming. Nah, it just skips the scene, you know? <laughs> just gonna go all the way around. Um, and she was believed to have been a real vampire. The short story is Mercy and many of her other relatives all died of TB. Uh-huh. Now, remember that before humanity understood infectious disease, it was believed that the first sign of there being a vampire was that the family suffered first. Yeah. As there were as they were the people they spent the most amount of time with prior to them passing. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. The community of Exeter blamed the unusual deaths of several members of the Brown family on the presence of the vampire. Mm -hmm. So the bodies of of the deceased Browns were exhumed and investigated for signs of being undead. When they exhumed Mercy's body, butter. (laughs) (laughs) They exhumed Mercy's butter. butter. (laughs) (laughs) They noticed that she was... She had not shown signs of normal decay. As such, the townspeople declared Mercy a vampire and blamed her for making the family sick. Obviously, she's probably just like, I don't fucking care because I'm a deceased. Yeah. Um, so naturally, they cut out her heart, they burned it, and then fed the ashes to her brother who at the time was sick and dying. Oh my god. Obviously, that did nothing and he died shortly after. <laughs> now, it has actually been discovered as to why Mercy's body was actually not decaying at a normal rate. It's because she was buried above ground in a vault during a New England winter. Like, she's frozen, dog. She's frozen. She can't decay at a normal rate. So there is, there's just norm, no way the body could have done that. Yeah, the same asshole who's like, bet you if we just flip him over. It's probably, like, are you stupid? Like, I am the vampire killer. And I can tell you exactly how. He is the cause of this. So yeah. This is how he made his money. <laughs> So, the question is, are vampires real, and do they exist today? Technically speaking, yes. Oh. Uh, And I'm not talking about vampire bats or mosquitoes. Uh Uh-huh. Though both would be relevant. Right. uh, Because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually talking 
I'm about the communities of self-identified vampires that exist I've in this heard world. Of, yeah. There are online groups for people who identify as vampire. Nice. And they have been there have been documentaries made about these groups. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, some quote unquote feed off the energy of others. Oh. Though I don't think this is the same as the figurative term energy vampire with which oh, okay. describes a toxic person who uses and abuses your emotional energy. Right. We don't like them. Don't no. do that. No, no, no. Uh, vampires who feed off of energy do so, I think, from what I understand, in a very literal way. At least that's what I've, you know, that's what I've been made to understand. Uh-huh. And there are people who are vampires who do drink blood. Oh. Which is, of course, donated by consenting individuals. Oh. As far as I'm aware, none of these communities does anyone harm. Uh, this is just how they choose to live and identify as. And like anyone else, should be allowed to do so. Okay. So long as no one else is harmed. Right. I don't get it. But like, <laughs> no. no one's hurt. And right. I don't think it's illegal. So. No. Fucking have Go fun. for it. There's worse I, things to be. Apparently, like, there are, like, rituals where they drink people's blood. And I'm like, I mm. just hope you've had it tested. Right? That's a straight way. That's, that's, that's how ticket you get to blood disease. AIDS. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Or, like, an STD. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, as long as you're not hurting yourself doing this. Right. And also, again, like, don't steal people's blood. I don't know what, how you, <laughs> you you're gonna raid a blood bank like Jesus. Yeah, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they did that on um, Vampire Diaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like I was like, am I crazy or did no, that they happen? Did that. They did okay, that. Sorry. They raided freaking blood banks. Heathens. The poor people, people that need are dying. it. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is a PSA. Go donate blood. It's okay. It's good. Yeah, good for you. Okay, maybe, all right, if anybody's listening that can agree with this, tell me more, because I'm fascinated and Felix cannot explain well enough to me for, me for me to understand. Felix hates to get his blood drawn, let alone donated. Uh-huh. Uh, specifically donated. And I was, I was like, is it a needle thing? He's like, no. He can feel the blood leaving, leaving his body. And Ew. I'm like... I don't think I could feel it if I paid enough attention. Like, right. I could be focused, and I'll be like, I feel nothing but the needle in my arm. <laughs> and even then, not really. Yeah. So I, I Maybe really, it's like a psychosomatic That's what I told him. I'm trying to, enc- like, get, encourage him to, for us to go together, because we haven't, yeah. we've gotten tattoos, we haven't been able to donate blood recently, right. but enough time has passed now for our tattoo date, I guess. Right, yeah. Um, Where we can donate blood now, and so I'm like, Trying to encourage him because he wants to. He knows it's a good. He knows it's it's a good thing. But like, he, it was one really bad experience when he was a little younger, and oh. he remembers thinking he's just like I. He he was just he cringes every single time he talks about. It. He just goes, and I'm like, oh, this sounds unpleasant. But I'm kind of curious if this was like a little kid feel like psychosomatic thing, yeah. or if this is like a legit thing. So I if there's know. anyone out there listening who's like, yeah, I've experienced that, let us know. That's email wild. us to which is one teapot at gmail.com because mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. Yeah, that would be crazy. Like, you'd, how would your nerves even know? I don't want to know how that that's feels. A that's a point. feeling I never want to feel. Yeah, no, thank that you. sounds gross. That I, does sound nasty. His cringing is appropriate if that's real. Yeah. Which, obviously, it's real to him regardless. Right. But, like, I am kind of In curious. terms of, like, can you actually sense. Is that this your a legit thing? Or do Especially we just need to, like, like blindfold a tiny point. him? Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's like, I could see you feeling like my blood's draining out because my leg is chopped off. Like, right. That makes sense. Yeah. You're losing a lot of, you're just losing blood. You lost a leg and now you lost blood. Right. But <laughs> this is through a tube in right. your arm. Ah. Mm. I'm just, I'm impressed, if mm. nothing else. Right, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Vampires. Vampire. Vampire. I gotta love the aesthetic. I, it's such a vibe. We were talking about the Dracula rendition with Gary Oldman. And Keanu and Reeves. He has, <laughs> I like don't even want to think about how Keanu Reeves is in that because it's so bad. <laughs> He's lovely. His he is not. No. It's charming in that like it's very silly. Endearing kind of way. But like Gary Oldman rocks like this beautiful long curly hair and like gorgeous Victorian clothes. Yeah. Mm. It's an aesthetic. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. And I'm that. That's the plan tonight. That's honestly, on the list. that's I just I think that's gonna how I'm, how I'm gonna spend my night after crochet. Nice some stuff. And mm-hmm. I think what better way can I spend my my oh, Monday yeah. night if I don't watch Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman as Dracula. Right. 
With his accent. (laughs) I love it. Felix, I love you. You're a stud. (laughs) Gary Oldman, ladies. Like, (laughs) heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I gotta, I love the aesthetic of vampires. Mm -hmm. And like gothic aesthetic in general. It's so beautiful. I don't think I would ever embrace it myself, like in my waking life, because I think my parents would think this was like me trying to relive the almost emo I was. Yeah. And I say almost emo because, like, oh. I wasn't allowed to dress certain ways, but me I, either. that was me and my soul. Right. I was an Emotionally, emo child on the inside. Emotionally, we were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I think I would feel like I was 16 again, which, Maybe. at 23 years old, I can't afford that right now. This is, that's a crisis. <laughs> I don't have enough money in my bank account to supplement. Right. And, <laughs> like, you. mentally, not a Probably good place. Probably not. My therapist <laughs> would be really concerned. Just, like... Do we need to have a conversation about why you were wearing flowers last week and now you're dressed head to toe in black and like fangs in your mouth? Yeah, the hair. The hair. Oh, I already shaved my head and they were concerned. They realized very quickly it was just because I rock a shaved head. Right. But, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. As an adult, I don't think I'm allowed to do this. I really should. We have to be stable now. I hate it. God. God. I hate that. When I'm married... Felix can be stable. <laughs> I'm we just going to be like, now is my person. time to melt down. <laughs> you know, some people are like, oh, I can stop. I can like stop wearing makeup to bed. I don't have to shave anymore. I'll tell you right now, I never wear makeup to bed because I already have really nasty acne. But also, <laughs> I have not shaved in months. Yeah. And um, it's I'm already past that part. And Felix and I aren't even married. Right. This is my version of right. descending into marriage. It's just like. I could have a mental breakdown and it would be okay. I, yeah. Someone would be there to clean the house. I will embrace the darkness. <laughs> it's like, wait, it's just like that Adam's family quote where she's like, I'm just like any other modern woman. I just want a loving husband and a darling family, but I wish I had more time to seek out the dark forces and join their hellish crusade. I love That's that. us right now. Oh, man, Mortish is my hero. Me too, man. Anyway, bumper. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Kind of sounds like Billy Crystal a little bit. <laughs> um, and like when Harry met Sally, when he's. Oh does yeah! Like the accent thing. Oh yeah! Like, <laughs> just made me think of Billy Crystal. Yes. But he was in The Princess Bride, and I also watched that this morning because I, nice. I was researching vampires this morning. Excellent. I love it. Because <laughs> we do things last minute here. That's, you know? <laughs> you know? Keep it spicy. I knew what I wanted to research. I just hadn't done it yet. (laughs) That's how it goes. Which, that's where we're at. What what, what are we discussing today, Abba? So I just wanted to hear your opinion, especially on someone who has gone to therapy. Mm -hmm. I've not had the privilege. On the lines that are like kind of beginning to blur between Mm -hmm. magic and I guess like therapy. Yeah, therapy Mm -hmm. or like therapy techniques so for some examples i wrote down shadow work i was listening to a podcast um the witch the witch witch. i will forever endorse it for free yeah for free but if you want to pay us that would be cool you're welcome to (laughs) grossman yeah hit her up call us at (laughs) call us i don't have a phone number just ask just just email (laughs) right uh anyway but i hadn't realized that shadow work is from a therapy therapy background like i had no idea hmm. i hadn't really looked into it like that hard. clinically it's called shadow work mm-hmm. really yeah oh i know that, and then that like fits so well though i know that's why i was like what yeah it took me like a couple minutes to process but yeah that's like a technique that was developed for therapy shadow work that's cool yeah i love that i love i in that instance, I actually love that that was yeah. kind of incorporated because it's got that clinical aspect, which I trust. Like, don't get me wrong, there are aspects of Western medicine. I'm just like, mm. no, thank you. Um, but therapy and psychology, mm, that's yeah. a pro. We love yep. that. And if you're a person who needs meds, do it. And yeah, there's no instance there's where no reason. Yeah. Like, what was your example earlier today? Schizophrenia. Oh yeah, calling it demons. Like, yeah, that helps nobody. Yeah. So, yeah, where where do you kind of draw that line between, like, spiritual well-being blends into your mental health, mm-hmm. but, like, where to make, like, call that shot of, like, yeah. this is a mental illness, I have a demon. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that it 
comes down to um, cause. Yeah. Like, what's causing you to believe these things? So if you're getting, like, scratches in your body while you sleep, you've got a fucking demon. Right. If you are seeing things, depends on what those things are. Right. And also, I mean, I'm not neither, like, an exorcist nor a psychologist. <laughs> Which for some Expert reason occupy neither field. a really similar field, which yeah. I think that's hilarious. It is kind of weird how that intersects. Oh my gosh, it is. I think we still treat like mental health a lot like spiritual health in the way that yeah. you... Exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like also, I don't know, I, it's kind when it comes to things like schizophrenia, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't be able to, I'm not qualified at all to talk about it, but like... Yeah. That's a lot harder to be able to diagnose in terms of differentiating, like, demons and schizophrenia. Yeah, or even if maybe people that have schizophrenia can see on the other side, and we just don't know how to, like, quantify that yet. You know, like, yeah. that's a possibility, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, like we keep saying, um, <laughs> this is medicine, and we don't know anything about medicine. Mm-mm. But, You're like, he brought experts. up that idea where, like, or he in the podcast about, mm-hmm. at least I remember it being a podcast. I, you know couldn't remember super distinctly and I've also been reading a book that is about like kind of a similar topic at least in some parts what do you read oh it's called um the monster of Florence and now this girl don't ask me questions (laughs) don't tell again my interest it's actually a book about traditional Chinese medicine but approaching your well-being from like a spiritual standpoint and like a holistic standpoint at the same time yeah it's a good book it's called in the house of the moon pretty sure oh it's really yeah and it's, it doesn't say anything in the description about being about traditional Chinese medicine, so it, like, came as a surprise. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was, like, halfway through the book, like, oh, ah, hello. <laughs> taking this route, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, it's so hard to see them both at the same time right next to each other, because mm-hmm. that could be possible, and maybe if you, like, hear voices, yeah, you know. I would ask, like, also... I mean, I've, I've never had to deal with demons myself. I've been very fortunate in this regard. Right. But I feel like what I've, what I've been told about demons is that, like, they can only exist, they can exist inside the mind. They can only yeah. exist outside of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's occurring only in the mind, like, no one else is experiencing anything, especially if you live with other people, yeah. that would be, I think, a significant clue for, like, something like schizophrenia yeah. or something like that. There are definitely, I don't know, I feel like, Again, schizophrenia kind of occupies both realms in some capacity, so yeah, it's harder I could to differentiate. Where, but there mm-hmm. are going to be like some aspects, some different mental health issues and spiritual issues that are significantly different, and I think mm-hmm. you can really tell that apart based mm-hmm. on what the causes of those are. Because again, if like if it's a very physical thing, yeah, you've probably got something a little bit more supernatural going on, yeah, as opposed to like if it's just in your head. Because from what I understand, and I could be wrong. A lot of the stuff that's spiritual won't just affect you. They might follow you home, say if like, right. you've got a ghost following you or something. Yeah. But I think it's going to affect the people you live with, especially if you have, like, kids who are always susceptible to this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of on that note of schizophrenia, though, I actually had a guy come into my to the store I work at recently. This was, like, my last shift, too. He was just like, do you have – and he was very quiet. He was a very nice man. He's like, do you have any crystals for schizophrenia? And I was just like, ooh. I, it's, it's, again, one of those issues of just, like, how do I approach this? Because I'm like, yeah. crystals are a tool. They're not a solution. Yeah. They're or not like, going to be your end-all, be-all. Yeah. So a big part of it was just like, well, I was just kind of thinking of things of like that would kind of help him help ground a person. Or, like, or stabilize. Kind of like stabilize. Yeah. Um, mentally calm things down. Yeah. So I suggested some crystals that I knew would be good in that regard, but I was just like, I didn't know what to say so I I just told him I was like these would be really good crystal ideas especially you know paired clinically kind of just like advising in some capacity of just like help like of course if you don't have access to it for xyz reasons like you can you work with what you got which I think is another reason why people really turn to the spiritual stuff yeah it's like an accessibility issue yeah um in terms of like shadow work and stuff I just love that I think that's great yeah (laughs) giving that kind of <clears throat> clinical perspective on into spirituality because yeah i've heard this um before in like in in podcasts and in books i've read that like witches are in some capacity scientists yeah they are like researchers they are yeah academics and it's and i totally agree with that i freaking love it and i think taking 
a very psychological concept like shadow work and bringing it into spiritual work even pushes that even further and yeah. I freaking love it yeah like it yes yeah it's a yes. cool synchronicity mm-hmm. um I did I was let's see I follow this um gal that does folk magic mm. and she was taking issue with the fact that it's blended oh. because like she was worried that trending stuff in mental mm. health or like fads or buzzwords are all used to like grab your attention to make you buy a product yeah and she practices folk magic so like Mm -hmm. I feel like especially so it has no place in western psychology you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I could I I saw it both ways where I was like man I get where she's coming from in terms of like what I do has nothing to do with your brain yeah you know like it's not so simple Uh because I work with a lot of different spirits and ancestors yeah and I feel like that becomes, like, mildly dangerous to me in my practice. Yeah. Like, always sprinkling in, like, ooh, shadow work, ooh. Yeah. Um, like, she doesn't do shadow work in her practice? Is that what she's saying? I guess not. I don't think she would do it in the way that we would understand it. Like, yeah. I think people work on themselves because... People work on themselves, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you do. Yeah. Um. So I think she mostly took issue with the, like, use and application of psychological... And, like, therapeutic practices mm. into magic because, sure. especially as a folk magic yeah. practitioner, like, just doesn't make a very synchronized blend yeah. in her practice. That makes sense. I can yeah. see that perspective. Yeah, it's hard to explain because I just, like, read through the post and that's the only thing I've seen where someone was, like, Fighting kind of pushing that, back. Yeah. yeah. Which I can appreciate. I think my response would just be, like, obviously incorporate. Yeah, that's basically yeah. just, like, don't do it. Um, I definitely get the whole buzzword thing, but I think being afraid of buzzwords that exist on the internet isn't a value, like a reason enough not to do something that could be really good for you. Yeah. That at the same time though, from what you were describing regarding like working with ancestors and like if that were a version of shadow work, at that point it's a different kind of shadow work. Yeah. Like I think have them having the same name does not mean that they're the same thing. Yeah. Even if the right. result is the same. Yeah. Because it's like the process is really what makes it shadow work, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, and obviously the end result too, but I think if you're using ancestor work, spiritual work, spirit work, deity work, whatever, to do your shadow work, it can be it can be shadow work if that's yeah. what you want to call it, but it's not going to be the OG shadow work then that was part of like clinical studies, yeah. therapy, and things like that. They won't be the same thing. I think you could do the same thing in your spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a witch and I actually go to therapy. Yeah. That's my shadow work. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's me bridging it together. Yeah. And, you know, I light candles and, and pick crystals that support me in the things that I'm learning about myself in yeah. therapy. So that's my way of doing shadow work and bridging my spirituality with my clinical brain. needs. Yeah, yeah, my brain, my mental health. But at the same time, I just... At that point, I don't even think shadow work is the same thing anymore. Yeah. And right. also, again, like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I get her concern, and I totally, I think that's totally valid. And yeah. I I get that. That's totally fair. But at yeah. that point, just like, then don't yeah. do it. Yeah, I think she just was kind of using her platform to, like, point out an issue. That's a, I, that and saw. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was definitely, it's definitely something where you're like, I could either choose to go along with this, or I could not. <clears throat> Yeah. But, like, knowing her perspective was interesting. It definitely gives some more color to the discussion because it's just, like, yeah. I first learned about shadow work through witchy channels. Like, yeah. it's it was not a clinical thing. Yeah. But then people mentioned another form of shadow work is therapy. And I'm like, oh, I do that every week. Okay, yeah. very cool. Like, I'm actually actively participating in, ther- in shadow work. Mm-hmm. That made it easier for me to incorporate mental health care into my practice. Yeah. And kind of bridging that gap even further. So, like, that really helped me personally. Mm-hmm. But if she finds it's getting in the way of her practice, then, yeah, I'd say just, like, don't acknowledge it. Don't yeah. acknowledge that it's there. Like, some yeah. people are going to be pro it. I don't know. I think when it comes to internet stuff, like, there's going to be a mass of people that are going to be pro something. And yeah. And they will squash the naysayers. And I'm like, you know, girl, you keep naysaying on that. That's fine. Yeah, I think that's If it works for you, it works for you. Perfectly valid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I do wish that like medicine and spirituality were like more closely blended. I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. you brought it up a little with the vampire. Yeah. Where like people connect dots. Like everywhere you go, like your brain is designed to catch on to patterns. Mm-hmm. So like no wonder 
that the vampire would infect the your close family. Yeah, the yeah. people around you, like, you start to notice that There's pattern. that physical evidence. Yeah, yeah. So Well, and even just, like, how did they figure out someone's a vampire? Because their gums were receding and their yeah. skin was tiny. You're seeing the pattern like, of effects. Exactly, and there's, like, physical evidence to prove this. And so it must be true, and unless you know yeah. better, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so then you apply a remedy yeah. that's spiritually based, mm-hmm. but I feel like our better informed medicine could work well with spiritual practice. Yeah. If you just, like, I there's, like, two polar opposites mm-hmm. that, like, don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> and I almost kind of wonder if, like, what would be considered the middle would just be, like, that kind of holistic medicine when yeah. it comes to, like, working with herbs, because, I mean... That's kind of, I think, what, in every depiction I've seen of, like, the witch in the cottage, yep. she's always been making potions to help people, whether it's, yeah. like, with their love life, or they have a physical ailment, yeah, or like a mental a health ailment, whatever. Leaky gut. A leaky gut, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, and or, uh, I have headaches, or yeah. I'm singing things. Like, yeah. XYZ, she was making medicine that actually physically and mentally helped them. Yeah. And then doctors do the same thing, and so I feel like yeah. that kind of, in that realm... And doctors first started with herbs and then yeah. went from there. So it's right. kind of like, I feel like that would be a really good place to start when kind of looking at bridging that gap. Because I feel like they're often viewed as polar opposites. And maybe believe, people believe like it's Western medicine and everything else. Yeah. True. Which I can definitely understand because, you know, the Western medical system is really, oh boy. Uh, it's yeah. got a lot of problems. Yep. Um, For a lot of, a lot of reasons. But it really does have what it's going with. I appreciate what it provides in terms of, like, having, you know, if you need drugs, get them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's a straightforward answer to an issue. Yeah. Like, are opioids dangerous? Yeah. But, like, there are, oh, we know, herbal. Right. Opiates. Opiates and things that can help like, that would be, like, less addictive and such. Yeah. And they're not popularly used, but that's a whole other discussion. Right. Um, but I'm just like, Yeah. I've heard of people who are like, oh, I don't use prescription drugs drugs because I feel like it may affect my practice and, like, feel like I can't spiritually connect anymore. I And I feel like that's more of, like, a symptom where people are like, I feel hazy. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I'm like, that makes sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense to me, in which case you would really want to, like, time your practice around when you're taking your prescriptions and things. Yeah. Um, and that's a personal thing for you to figure out. Um, right. With, obviously, your doctor and right. any, like, spiritual guidance you have. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just... I think that they're often viewed, socially viewed much different than yeah. they actually are. Yeah, and people from either camp would view the other as, like... Wrong. You're, yeah, you're the way that you're going about this is hurting people. Exactly, and I'm like, that's that difference alone is hurting people. Yeah. Because it's like make, turning people off of prescription drugs or turning yeah. people off of spirituality. And I'm yeah. like, both help people in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like tarot cards used to be... The poor man's therapy. Right. Like, <laughs> once upon a time. They still are. It really kind of is. <laughs> Let me tell you the amount of therapy I give myself by reading my tarot cards. Yeah. It shit helps. It like, does. that's awesome. And it, I freaking love it. And I think that gave me, when I found that out, that gave me a lot more respect for tarot, tarot mm-hmm. cards in general. Because I'm just like, people have been using this to help themselves for such a long time when yeah. they haven't had, like, therapy, psychologists, yeah. therapists, whatever. Um, I don't know. I think that, that, the whole, like, they're not the same, they're different. I think yeah. that's silly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not the same, but they're not that different either. No, yeah. I think they kind of match in some regards, and they're very different in others. Yeah. Just like anything. Most things are Duality. like Duality? Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. This is a theme. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see more, um, holistic medicine blended with, like, more rigorous like western medicine mm. in especially in terms of mental health because we have so many awesome tools that we've developed yeah. for mental health yeah um like definitely taking a tea is not gonna help with your schizophrenic symptoms Mm-mm. or they might just a little but Maybe. not like this prescription drug could. yeah exactly um yeah i just but it might help you sleep at night yeah like, exactly you know. like yeah it yeah yeah viewing a person as a little system where yeah. you're like this drug will turn your brain off in terms of making visual and, and like, auditory auditory hallucinations. And that could be um, stress-related. So, Mm -hmm. like, anytime that you're stressed, maybe those turn on, take this drug, and 
remove yourself from that situation and yeah. take this tea and go lie down. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like having that mixture of just like you have multiple options. It doesn't have to be just one thing. Yeah. Maybe that would even like help people not easily get addicted to certain drugs. Like right. Kind of having those substitutions of like if you're having a hard day but it's not that bad. Maybe consider this instead of going straight to your prescription dog, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're not doctors, so if this nope. is all inaccurate, please. Right, yeah. Let it's us know. Just know. from, like, the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, he told a story about, in the book, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote the, well, he wrote, anyways. Um, he is a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, mm. and he had a gal come to him um, who was, like, 13 or 14, so she just, like, Recently started her period, had mm. awful cystic acne, like lots of PMS symptoms where yeah. you're like achy and I'm angry and frustrated. Just everything sucks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So then he he prescribed her like, well, yeah, prescribed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he prescribed her like a tea mm. and a better diet. But then they also talked about like, well, why are you responding this way to having your period, like mm-hmm. changing into a a woman. Oh, yeah, and she was like, I think I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking about it and, like, approaching it from, like, here's what we can do with your symptoms and here's what I want to talk about with you because mm-hmm. this is normal. Yeah. They're like, everybody, like, 50% of the population does this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, um, and it's okay to be afraid of, like, having to be an adult because mm-hmm. being an adult sucks. <sighs> it sucks so bad. This is not fun, dude. This is not fun. I'm not having a good time. Um, but doing the best we can. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's not that bad. Uh, but I just appreciated how he told that story yeah. as like a device to show you like we talked about it and mm-hmm. figured out what the core issue was mm-hmm. is like the stress about having to be something that you don't want to be. Right. Yeah. And like there's yeah there's there's gonna be a cause. Yeah. And I feel like when it comes to things that are like schizophrenia like something yeah that's like a chemical imbalance well mm-hmm. reason alludes to wanting to fix a chemical imbalance with chemicals right yeah i could I feel see like it that stance yeah um but i think it's also really appropriate to consider introducing other methods of just yeah like, stress how management. do we handle this like where yeah. what are our flares yeah how do we avoid this or, or triggers, like triggers whatever. yeah yeah and so i think i don't know i I think it can be dangerous only in the fact that, how do I phrase this? It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> the thought I have is, is hard for me to, to, like to put into words, put into words. Mm-hmm. but essentially, I guess like the only kind of like reasonable danger I can see between bridging the two and kind of utilizing both sources is yeah. just ensuring that like, you're talking to the right people. Yeah, totally. I'm like, misinformation is so real. The amount of times I've seen people who are like, hey guys, you can use this herb to help with this thing. And like every herbalist ever is like, no, 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 no. don't do that. Yeah. It's not good for you. Like when yeah. um, Roe v. Wade first happened. Oh, yeah. What was, I don't know what the one herb was, but like. It was Queen Anne's Lace. Yes, Queen Anne's Lace. People are like, you can do this with it and it's going to give you an abortion and it's safe. And they're like, no, no, no it's not. Don't yeah. do this. Don't. Oh, you're yeah. risking so much by doing this. And yeah, like, exactly. That is really dangerous. Yeah, so totally. Like, in that case, that's a instance where you want to kind of talk to a medical professional. But, yeah. you know, something is so politically charged it, oh, and a yeah. lot of doctors are getting persecuted for that. So, like, maybe you won't have access to a licensed, a medical, licensed professional. medical professional. But at that point, you really want to, like, do your research and, yeah. like, talk to an herbalist, yeah. not a TikTok person who dances in their free time. <laughs> I love them. I love them. You. <laughs> I'm not going to ask them for what remedies for an unplanned baby. Like, I'm yeah. not, that's the last thing I'm going to do. Yeah. You don't trust some, the rules from the 90s are still the same. Don't trust people on the internet. I, yeah, that really has never changed. And <laughs> or at the very least, like, the first sense you get about people on the internet probably tracks. Yeah. Look for consistency. If someone's like, I'm a medical professional, here are my degrees. Yeah. And, like, you look, go to the website and it says it's... other things. Ooh, red, red flags. flags. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But if it's consistent and, like, you looked up their accredited university yeah. and you made sure, like, oh, that's legit, too. Like, yeah. do your homework. People. Yeah. Don't just be like, here we go. I, this grows in my area and I'm going to take it. Which is something that does bother me also in Western medicine of, like, 
I remember once I like partially tore a tendon in my knee after a skiing accident. And I remember going to the doctor because it wasn't getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know why. I was like, oh, I just sprained my knee. No, I did not. It was not sprained. It was not sprained. I was in a brace for months. Um, but I remember sitting in the doctor's office and having my doctor tell me about what's going on. And I'm like, I'm catching every other word. Like he's yeah. doing the whole doctor lingo. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is not fun for me. It's yeah. not comfortable. I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, you should take this or you can maybe take that. And I was like, do I, I need to take drugs? And then he sent me to a specialist and the specialist was like, no, you, ibuprofen. Like, yeah. what or what? And, yeah. it, and that was kind of just like, that was frustrating for me because I was looking to an expert and the expert wasn't explaining it well yeah. to me. And so I feel like that's kind of the other harm of just like, doing your research and finding an expert, it's like, you have to kind of check, check your sources. Yeah. I think is the, is the really bent helpful thing, especially cause like herbs, they're right. everywhere. They are. But should you eat them all? Right. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so it's kind of like whatever side of the aisle you're on, which there shouldn't be an aisle at right. all in my opinion, but it's like unfortunate. in whatever, like however you perceive this situation yeah. between Western medicine and, holistic medicine and care like doing that active research and kind of like I guess when you're seeking out experts consider seeking out multiple experts like getting the reason why the medical field has the whole like getting a second opinion getting a third opinion is because like you need other information coming in no one's gonna be experts don't know everything yeah I feel like well and everybody like hangs on to different information yeah it's like someone could think of like oh actually there is like comfrey is great for like lending ligaments. Mm-hmm. Put this on; it's a great salve. Right. Instead of or like use it with ibuprofen mm-hmm. or pair it with this specific painkiller, but don't pair it with this one because they have a reaction. Mm-hmm. Like the other nice thing about getting a second opinion is that everybody thinks of something different. Exactly. And like, so then you have your pick of the litter of like, well, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like these side effects. That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Or like, I like this doctor. Mm-hmm. We vibe. <laughs> like, We're doing great. Yeah. 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 So. And I think that just like further promotes the idea of like having a doctor and an mm-hmm. herbalist. Like, yeah. You're getting both sides of the coin, like the same coin. And again, yeah. if especially if you live in western societies wherein the health system Field. is is not great financially mm-hmm. for most people oh my god like looking like connecting with your, yourself with an apothecary or an yeah. herbalist would actually really benefit you financially without yeah. hurting your body because i feel like that's sometimes the price too of like i hurt totally but i can't afford it so we're gonna save my money so i can eat this month like yeah that's fucked up yeah and also there are alternatives that we just may not realize. And by having this division of like holistic medicine, Western medicine, I feel like that's taking the opportunity to find those alternative resources yeah. away from people who really need them. Yeah, I agree. And like, <laughs> even if they're the people you're treating aren't witches, they don't have to be to be. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. But, and like, that's the point of just like, it, it shouldn't take a person being a witch to find out what shadow work is. I agree. And I was like, that. That I'm glad I found out about it, and I'm glad I was able to kind of bridge my mental health and my spiritual work. Yeah. But like, at the same time, I'm just like, there's so many people I know that could benefit from regular shadow work. Frequent. Oh my god! I literally had a guy come into the store the other day, and we were talking about something a little similar, where he like had an ailment, and I was telling about him, and I literally told him like, just you know, like this is a tool, like. There are alternatives. He's like, oh yeah, I go to therapy once a week. I'm like, this thank guy's you, on Jesus. It. He knows. And yeah. He's like, I'm a witch who goes to therapy. I'm like, yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! We love this. And, like, mm-hmm. my my therapist is very, like, westernly yeah. medicine-inclined, which I appreciate their perspective. That does yeah. help me because my mom was an herbalist, so I have that like, way of thinking naturally. And yeah. so it's nice to have their perspective. But my sister's therapist actually, like, suggests different crystals. And I'm ah! like... I love it. That exists. So there are people who exist in the Western medical system who are also spiritual practitioners. Yeah. In which case, like, they're harder to find, but they're there, and you can find yeah. them. And that, mwah, yes, kiss. <laughs> Freaking love it. Yeah. Um, but it's so nuanced. It is. <laughs> I know. It's really. Yeah. And people are going to make mistakes regardless, but I yeah. think it's just like, do your homework. Yeah. Buy books. 
buy old books. Let me tell you, yeah. the books from like the 90s and the 80s that are like herbal remedy treatments. They knew what was going on. They slam. They it's, knew slam. Like I had a bottle of clove essential oil uh-huh. and I had gotten myself from like a local store. It's like um, an essential oil bottle for your purse that you can just like put on oh yeah like, oh, cool i want to smell like cloves it's july but i'm ready for autumn right and so i put it on me and i broke into horrible rash i'm like i've had this thing for a while it's probably expired i talked to my mom who is an herbalist and she right. was like oh man you got expired oils i'm like oh no and then i broke out a book that she gave me and she said and it said cloves are reacted really badly with the skin oh it's like, oh, <laughs> like clove essential oil and i'm like my mom who is a certified herbalist did not inform me of that. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of puts it in perspective. Yeah. Just like, check your facts. And yeah. I still have that book and it's freaking awesome. Yay. They even have like a chapter in the beginning of like, hey, we recommend these things for certain things. Here's a list of stuff you should not contact with your internal body. Yeah. Here's stuff you should, should not contact with your external or internal body. Right. And I'm like, this helps. And yeah. now I use clove in like dressing my candles for spells yeah. and stuff. But I make sure I use it with, like, a brush, and mm-hmm. I work, do my best to not touch it. And if I do, I immediately go wash my hands because yep. that was a really crappy rash. I'm oh, no. Weeks, That's like, rough, but <laughs> It was mild, but it was consistent. And I was yeah. like, Ugh. Moral of the story is find your local herbalist. A She's probably awesome. She, mm, <clears throat> yes. We have um, a, <laughs> yeah, we have an apothecary. And then we have another one that just opened up <gasps> that has, like, an herbalist school. Mm-hmm. Where? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? It's called the Equinox Herbalism School. Have you it been just, in? It just did their, they did their grand opening like two weeks ago. <gasps> have you been in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It cool. They have like a reading nook way in the back and then like a teaching area. And then like whenever you walk in, they have like shelves of herbs and you can just buy them in bulk. <sighs> or Or the gal that I work with, she's really good friends with one of the gals that helped open it, oh. who is friends with one of the gals that opened it, like nice. the, the, like, head owner. Yeah. Um, and she worked with her on, like, a um, really specific personal independent mm. herb blend that yeah. treats, like, her personal problems, like, mm. um, emotional and, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, physical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then you can get, like, a personalized herb blend after, like, a consultation. Yeah, it was so cool. Oh, I, I like, walked in there and was like, I'm afraid, but this is so cool. I don't have enough money for this. Yeah, me neither, I'm dude. So excited, <laughs> but but I that's just that's off the top really of my cool, head though. Yeah, yeah, like, that's really good and helpful because I love our other apothecary. Right, it only helps to have another, and they're close to each other. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited. Me too. Oh my god, I might have to go they, tomorrow. Yeah, they do um, coffee and tea. Oh, you thank you for informing me. Yeah, that's freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we made our point. I think so too. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere. So yeah, just just just. <laughs> That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Just like mm, clap. Yeah. Okay, let's get, work together. All right, folks, ready? Are ready? Ready? One, two, two three. three. Yeah. In which case, that's that's the solution. I think. Just yeah. Just... Mm, snuggle your hands together. Snuggle your hands together, and there you go. Life yeah. is better. Yep. Yep. <laughs> go have some pumpkiny. Really boast tea if you have it's, it, or just tea. Or just tea. Just, just hydrate. Or coffee. Oh, man. Or water. You have so many options water on this earth. Water is good for you. Folks, some people, I, I was told recently by someone who's like, I don't really like water. I'm like, what? How do you not like water? I mean, respect, you know, <laughs> right. opinions are yeah. opinions. I'm it is kind of boring. Shame you. It is boring in that way, but it's just like. Or maybe if you drink too much water, I could see why you would not like water. You I, know, if you're one of those people that's like. Chugging it, yeah, like yeah. gallons a day. I can see you disliking water if, in the moment that you chug it, like afterwards, right. you're just like, "Ooh, I feel really awful." Yeah, but the taste, I oh well, that too, and like I've had gross water. I've had gross water. I think it depends on where you live, because like yeah. in Colorado, oh my god, oh such good water. Feel disappointed, you're missing out. Oh man, I'm not, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like you don't you don't even know what that's like there are places in drier climates where they have they have to use like the bottled mm-hmm. water filters and stuff because like the water's just you cannot drink it yeah I'm like that's so unfortunate that's so sad i like free-range water free-range <laughs> k-tree k-tree <laughs> let them out <laughs> let the water be free <laughs> um but do not waste because resources are limited oh my god yeah 
<sighs> anyway, thank you for listening to Two Witches, One, one Teapot. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Thank you.